Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to like we're, We don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome back to another episode of We Eat the Fucking Food. My name is Lauren and today I'm joined by yet another amazing guest. Today we have Janelle. Hi! Oh goodness, (laughs) we're so excited to have Janelle on the podcast. So for those of you who do not follow our Instagram, which if you don't, little disappointing you definitely should because it looks beautiful and that is all thanks to the wonderful Janelle. Janelle runs our Instagram page and I'm literally obsessed with it as I've stated multiple times before I am a Libra so my standards for aesthetic is extremely extremely high and Janelle surpasses them every single day and every single post. I love them. You're too good to me. You're too good to me. Uh, well, Janelle, do you want to introduce yourself and share your little uh, story on the podcast about who's Janelle, what makes you you, and maybe your recovery journey and where you're at right now? Yeah. So uh, my name is Janelle, obviously. I'm 21. I born and raised in the Portland, Oregon area, and I've grown up here and I love it. I have been in recovery from anorexia for about two years now. And it's been a crazy journey and I've been in and out of treatment for it. But um, I currently am in PHP and I'm working towards discharging this summer so that way I can move back to Utah and um, spend time with my boyfriend and go back to school and get a job and do all the things that I've been missing out on these past couple of years. So I'm very excited. Uh, and we're so excited for you, Janelle. We're, I'm literally so proud of you. I don't know how you're able to like manage the time and energy you're one putting into the podcast, which we're so, so thankful for with your own recovery, with still like your social life, with your own podcast and your own progress in Karen Page. You are a superhuman. Do you know that? Thank you. How do you do it? How do you do it? Share your secret. secrets to the world. Yeah, this, the podcast needs to know what is Janelle's secret. Don't tell my dietitian, but it's probably monsters. <laughs> what color? The white. Uh, the white is the only one I will drink. That used to be my pregame drink, where anytime I went out, I would have to have a monster in the like equation, a white one. No, I think my favorite is the blue one. Okay. Do you get like yeah. the? Okay. Okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. All right, everybody's heard it here first. If you want to be as productive as Janelle, drink a blue monster, and then you'll. You'll be golden and sad. But don't tell your dietitian or yeah. she'll mad at you. Don't. <laughs> keep, that, keep that little secret. That can be the podcast little secret. Okay. Janelle, what was your high of this week? 
Um, my high of this week, actually, that's very easy for me to say. <laughs> yes. Please tell, please tell. I know what it is, but please tell. <laughs> I will, I will. So my boyfriend has been on a mission for our church for the past two years. And so every single week I get to email him once a week. And that's the only communication that we had for two years. And he came home last week. I got to to fly out to go see him. And it was so exciting. And that was definitely 100% the high of my week was spending some time uh, in the good old South with him. Uh, The pictures of the both of you. Adorable. Oh, adorable. I love it. I love it. I'm a little biased, but I agree. (laughs) The high of my week would probably have to be, okay, well, I got a spray tan today. And that's like the first thing I said, Janelle, we hopped on. I was like, I am aware that I, the color right now, isn't it? Let's just say it's not it. Um, But I I just got it. So I haven't washed it off yet. But I always feel so much more like happier whenever I have a a, a little spray tan or a little self tan on. I don't like to actually tan because I'm very pale and I burn very easily. And I just don't get tan. So it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it really is. So spray tans are it for me, except sometimes I look orange. But, you know, I would rather look orange than have skin cancer. That's what I tell myself. That's, there you go. That's Yeah. That's probably been the high <laughs> of my week. I've also got to see so many amazing friends recently, like from like high school that I used to be like best friends with and like catch up with them and either like go get like drinks or just kind of like hang out. And I've just been surrounded by a lot of love. And that's awesome. And I love that for me. That's so good. Yes. Not to damper the mood. I always feel like weird. I don't, never know how to really transition into this question because it's like, we're, oh my God, I'm so happy we're on the podcast. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so like what sucked about your week? Like what was the worst <laughs> thing that happened to you this week? What was the worst part? Okay. <laughs> um, my low of the week was probably just like really high urges to engage in behaviors while I was away with less accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was away from my main people who have been my supports for the past 18 months that I've been here. And I was surrounded by people who don't necessarily like they have the best intentions, but they don't know 100% how to support. So yeah. I think that was like really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for making through it. The probably low of my week would have to be hmm, some like, body image issues I've been like having this week and as the summer continues and I mean I we talked about it George and I did an episode like a year ago about um, body images summer and just like the clothing that like you wear and just like the aesthetic that summer has and how it can be harder sometimes especially this is the first time really like living for this ex- I mean, this is so weird like living for this extended period of time and my like recovered body because mm-hmm. majority I was on a really bad cycle of like I would hit a safe place in like a maintenance weight and then I would just start relapsing and just kind of like cycling through and through that. So this is the first time I've been in the spot that I'm in in my recovery for like this longest time. And it's just a little bit of an adjustment. And I feel like doing it during the summer is kind of hard too. I feel like probably everybody's first summer where you're kind of reinventing this relationship that you have with your body and with food and with movement is probably hard. So I'm just kind of feeling the funk of that. But what went well recovery wise is that I feel like I've been very open and honest and vulnerable about like these feelings and these emotions with my support systems instead of just not suffering through it, suffering, suffering through it myself. So having reached out and asked for the help that I need and the support that I need and like when I need it, I'm proud of myself for doing that. 
and for trying to bring some compassion during this harder time. I saw this, you're 21. So yes, you are in your twenties. I saw this TikTok the other day that was like, basically how adulting is like a life of its own outside of your childhood. So if you think about it, like you start really adulting when this example is like when you start, when you turn the age of 20. So even though that like we've lived, I've lived 23 years, you've lived 21 years, like you're only a one-year-old adult and I'm like a three-year-old adult. So the fact that I'm going to like make mistakes and be scared and like that it does feel so like foreign to me is like very normal. So I think that that kind of helped ease that anxiety and show some compassion to some harder times right now what about you what went well in your recovery thank you um I didn't have I feel like this weekend I had a lot of lows and I had a lot of highs and like a lot of lows recovery wise but I also had some of like the biggest highs of my recovery week um just like not engaging in behaviors and being able to like stay present in the moment and just kind of be there and understand why I'm there. And so I think something that went well recovery wise is I was able to conquer some your foods or a bitch food. Obsessed. And um yeah, I think I don't know, I just went I went a whole day without engaging in behaviors and that was a really <gasps> crazy day. That's it was awesome. Huge and amazing and you should feel so proud. And at how far you've come in your recovery and where you are now, ah, I'm like glowing and beaming for you. So I can't even imagine how much you're like beaming across the Zoom screen. Ah, wow. Proud, proud moment. I love that for you. Thank you. Yeah. So on this episode, we're going to dive into a little topic of talking about some like full moments. So for those of you who may be new to the podcast, full moments has been my mantra since I went into a residential house and really started my recovery. It's going to be two years. It's like August. I know, which like really isn't that long, but it's, it, it it's feels like a long time away. Okay. But my mantra is full moments. And the saying came about when it's when I was um, at the hospital due to where I was physically for my, because of my eating disorder. And I had been Instagram messaging back and forth with a friend who is also a performer in the industry in Chicago. And we were just kind of talking about expectations that the theater industry puts on um, bodies, specifically women's bodies. And like this like specific look that is the quote unquote, I guess like requirement. I don't know, which is bogus, but she brought up this idea of like full moments. And I was like that right there. I was like, yeah, that's it. Not for the reason of like full moments. Like, yes, we want our moments to be full and be present and we want, it to have like meaning and like this fulfillment, I guess, but like full literally meaning like full, like you need to like eat to be full. So I was like, this is perfect. It's a, it's works two ways. It's, I don't know what the word is like a double. What's the word when a word means two things or like a thing means two things. Do you know? <laughs> I have, I have no, no idea. I'm no so idea. bad with words. And I know that Darcy and my dad are going to call me out if you know the word and you're listening to this, feel free to DM, feel free to message me, but I'll drop it below. <laughs> yeah. Drop it below. Comment below. But I was like, this is perfect. So I kind of just like hung on to that idea throughout my recovery. So that's my little recovery mantra question of the week. What's your recovery mantra mantra? Yes. Janelle. Okay. Before I tell you my recovery mantra, I just looked it up. It's called a homonym. Okay. A homonym. The word I was looking for is homonym. If you guessed hom- homonym, you're correct. Way to go. You win. You don't you get it. There's no prize or anything, but you can have some gloating on that you know your words better than I do. 
But yes, Janelle, what is your what is your mantra of recovery? In your my recovery? recovery mantra is definitely I was with my friend one time and we as I affectionately say, we're engaging in our childlike tendencies, which is what you do in recovery. Um, and we were making bracelets. I love it. And uh, we decided to make bracelets for each other. And she came up with this mantra. And I've just kind of been living by it uh, since she gave it to me. And it's it takes time. And just knowing that in recovery, everything takes time. And it's not going to happen right away. And you just kind of need to progress at your own pace and know that as long as you're putting recovery first you're doing what you need to be doing i love that yeah recovery recovery takes time as i just said it's been two years since i was in essential and i am still not in a place where i would deem to be like fully recovered it takes time and then there's gonna be relapses and lapses and ups and downs but that's sitting here and we're gonna talk about today some of those full moments and the great things that recovery has like given us and also compare those two moments that in the past may have seemed like it was a full moment and like kind of going back to the episode that aired last when I talked to Fiona about just kind of like the rose colored glasses that come on from your recovery and how your eating disorder can really trick you into thinking that that is the best that your life is going to be and like that that is the best it's going to get but in reality you deserve more of a life than your ED is able to give you, you are worthy of it. So yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about those moments in our own life where we've had those maybe full present moments in our eating disorder and outside of it. So Janelle, do you want to start? Do you have any, like, when I think of, when I say full moments to you, like, what do you think about? Like, what's a moment in your recovery or that your recovery has given you where you were just fully there? The first thing that pops to your head, go. I think the first thing that pops into my head, I was sitting in Arkansas with my boyfriend and his family this past week. And we went to this cute little cheesecake bakery and we were all sitting there and they got these little four inch personal cheesecakes that we all were sharing. And I was just sitting there and my boyfriend turns to me and he like offers a spoon. He's like, do you want to try some? And without hesitation, I just smiled and I said yes. And I was able to like enjoy that moment. And I was able to have some cheesecake with my boyfriend and his family. And that is something that like looking back on it, like even a month ago, I definitely would not have done that. I would not have been able to sit there and I would not have been able to be present in that moment. I would have been freaking out over all the little things. But being able to be fully present in that moment gave me a new perspective of recovery and kind of a life in general that you do not have to live a life trapped by your eating disorder. And it's like truly the smallest things like that. Like that's not a huge, I mean, it's not like a legitimate, like a huge moment, like a big thing happened, but just simply being able to just say like, yes, and have the thoughts almost like a moment of silence. I've definitely had that moment too. And like your recovery. So like, I think my favorite feelings of recovery is when you do an action that may have, caused you anxiety in the past and where your thoughts would have like kicked in and when I don't know you would start feeling like uneasy and like regretful like immediately but being able to like say yes or take that extra bite or anything and not have those thoughts immediately come like flooding is almost like wait a second like it's this euphoric feeling yeah absolutely oh my god I love that I love that so much I think when I think about full moments specifically this past year and also in comparing them to full moments that I thought I was having within my eating disorder is being able to be in a show again, like Adams. I, the last show I had done 
at my school and actually performed in it was probably one of the like highest heightened times that I was like struggling with like behaviors. And I, that show, I loved it. I had an amazing time in it. I had made like great memories. I look back at it super fondly. Like I had a great time, but comparing the moments that I have with my cast and like the core memories from each production, when it comes to Adams, I feel like I was able to form such like deeper relationships, more like meaningful relationships with the cast. I was able to feel more confident in my role and in like myself as a performer outside of the role and just like how I carried myself throughout the process with like the director versus when I was really struggling, I would constantly be thinking about food. I would be like isolating myself due to like behaviors and urges and to be able, like, for example, the main example I can think of is there was one night we were reviewing choreography when I was in Spring Awakening was the show I was in up then Adams and everybody, the director had bought us pizza. And I was like, mm, I, I was like, I can't do that. Like, I can't, I just couldn't, I legitimately couldn't eat the pizza. And I had a partner at the time who was highly trying to like encourage it. And nobody like really like questioned it like much or made me feel any like guilt about it. But I was just like, I just can't do it. That's like not me versus this rehearsal like process and Adams, the whole entire group, we decided that we were going to like bring snacks to rehearsals. Like, you know, how, like, you know, how when you're little and your parents have to sign up for snack time, if you did like sports or any activities to like bring snacks, like different parents had to bring different snacks each week. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like that was a great time. Can we bring that back? That should become like a work thing or just like more of a common thing where somebody has I to like bring that. snacks every single day, no matter what it is, if it's work, if it's an activity, if it's like a group that you're in, if it's like your class for like school, Everybody has to bring snacks. Like one person. Everybody needs, needs to be snack. fueled. Yeah. Snacks are very important. And I feel like they're so often forgotten. Like snacks and na- this is a little bit of a tangent, but snacks and nap time, like when you're kindergartners, like, yes, you need them when you're at eight, but m- more, I needed them more when I was in college or like when I was in high school, I would have benefited Absolutely. from snack time and a nap time. But yeah, that little tangent. But what we did for Adams is everybody, like everybody brought snacks. So like different people would bring snacks each day. And I actually like, I participated like I was at a point and I like allowed myself to and it's just like those little moments like that where I still look back at spring awakening fondly and those memories like fondly but I have so many other memories like little ones rooted in the disorder surrounding it versus when it comes like Adams I don't and like those being able to look out on the stages and be able to take in those moments I feel like had so much more meaning too because of what I've been through like prior for my disorder and like now these full moments, I feel like feel even more fuller and more connected and like present than they would have pre my eating disorder as well. Can you, do you I like think, re- relate to that in the sense of like? Yeah, I think it's crazy <laughs> how we, like when you're in the depths of your eating disorder, I don't like, I know that you've talked about this before and I know I've talked about this before of how, you feel like you reach a point in like quasi recovery that you can become functioning in your life. And something that I talk about with my therapist all the time is the difference between living and surviving. And like, there's such an easy way for you to be able to survive your life uh, deep in your eating disorder and be able to find a way where you can still function, but that's not living life. And I feel like being able to, live my life and live in these full moments and make these connections with people that I wouldn't have been able to make before. Because as much as 
But as hard as it is for someone with an eating disorder to understand, so many connections happen surrounding food. Like Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. such a huge part of our culture just to engage in meals together, to do things with people socially involving food. And I don't think I'd realize how much that took away from connection with other people. And I think connection is a key component to like living life and living in these full moments. That is literally so true. It's like the eating disorder, not only do you isolate because of like the thoughts and because of maybe like your urges and just like eating disorders are very isolating because of that. I feel like the piece rooted in like the connection around food too. And like, I know that when I was really in the depths of it, I would never go and hang out with my friends if I knew that there's going to be food involved. Like if they were going to get food. Yeah, absolutely not. I would not be in attendance. I would be in my room eating a carton of blueberries because that was what (laughs) I did instead of going out and getting a freaking burrito, which was so much like on the scale better. It would have been a better choice for me at the time. More much more fulfilling. And I would have got to connect with friends. That's so true. How like literally it isolates you in like so many different ways that I feel like sometimes it's hard to actually like see that it's isolating you or like you think that it's just making you maybe like a more disciplined person and stuff. But eating disorders like completely cut you off from everything, everything. And I feel like that's also, it makes it impossible to have those full moments because you're so engulfed in your own thoughts and just being like a sole person. And I feel like full moments, that's such a, I never really thought about it, but like majority of the full moments that I have, it's in a moment of either connecting, connecting with others or like connecting with myself and like the actual action. I guess that's literally also the definition of like being present in the moment. But let's pretend like I just came up with that out of my own head this was a new this was a new idea <laughs> it's a new idea made by me right here right now on this podcast so yeah it's pretty cool pretty iconic do you think that and I feel like I've talked about in the past that a part of me sometimes is grateful for having an eating disorder because I feel like that it made me realize so many things that I would not have realized and has given me so many this is weird like amazing like skills and like conversational skills and just like awareness to my relationships all my relationships like in my life that I do sometimes find some like gratitude in it. Do you feel like that because of what you've gone through and like your recovery that this weekend meant more to you than it would have if not having spent this much time like working on yourself because of your disorder? Yeah, absolutely. I think that I grew a lot very individually while my partner was gone on his mission and while he was doing these different things. And I actually went on a mission for my church myself and I came home early so that way I could go to treatment. And because I came home early, I was able to do all of these things and meet all of these people that have taught me so much in my life. And I was able to go on a trip with his family while he was gone. And I was able to make connections with his family prior to like going down and being there with them. And I think everything played out and happened the way that it needed to happen. And so I'm not like in any sense saying, go get an eating disorder. Yeah. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah. Like that's, no. that's not, that's, it's not it. <laughs> but I, saying that I am who I am today because of my eating disorder and I don't know who I would be without it and it has cost me so much in my life but it has also helped me become more appreciative of the things that I do have yeah 
I really agree. Yeah, we're not we're not advertising eating disorder. Sometimes I feel like not that we ever do that, but like some, it's you have to. What I'm trying to say is you have to yes find like the humor and the pain of recovery, which is why Georgia and I had like started this like podcast and like kind of find the humor within like your disorder. But you also can find like the gratitude within that as well. And like the acceptance and the, I'm not going to say like appreciation, but like almost appreciation. We're not saying we appreciate the disorder. We're appreciating ourselves for what we've gone through and where we are now and what we have learned because of the eating disorder. I, yeah. I think that's a good Yeah. One. I feel like my eating disorder has helped me recognize and realize the strength that I have to mm-hmm. be able to overcome it. Because this is genuinely the hardest thing that I have ever done and I have ever been through is like my eating disorder and the things that it's taken away from me and being able to notice what it's taken away has made me appreciate what it hasn't taken away, Mm -hmm. which just kind of like leads into and perpetuates me wanting to live my life to the fullest and be able to do all of these things because like there are some things in my life that I don't want my eating disorder to touch. Like that is a memory I do not want tainted by my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And it's just worth so much more to me than letting my thoughts be consumed by food. Like, Yeah. So talking about moments that the eating disorder, like and things that you don't want it to take away from you. Yes. Is there a memory or a moment that you can think about in the past that the eating disorder had like robbed from you? And if you could cope through it now, maybe like some skills that you would have used to yeah. a moment back. I think the biggest thing that my eating disorder has, I like the way you put that, that has like robbed from me is one of the hardest points in my recovery was when my sister-in-law, who has been my number one support system, like best person ever, Um, when she had my niece, I had such a hard time because it was like, I relied on my sister-in-law so heavily to be there for me and to help coach me through things. And she had an infant that she was like birthing out and (laughs) she had to be taking care of her baby and she had to be taking care of herself. And I slipped really far back in those, like that first month that my niece was there. And I look at pictures of me, like holding her for the first time and like getting to know her. And I, I don't remember them. I don't like, I wasn't present in those moments. I wasn't able to be there and be appreciative of what I was doing and why I was there. And I have so many regrets surrounding that because it's my first niece. Like she's the one who's made me an aunt. And I feel like I really missed out on being able to like love and experience all those moments leading up to when she was born. Yeah. And then if you could go back and tweak those moments or cope through them, how would Janelle now be in those moments? I think that, Quite honestly, Janelle now would still really struggle, but I think she would definitely be able to work through her own kind of like emotions and be able to find healthier ways to cope, like reach out to support systems and 
understand that just because one support system is not there doesn't mean that all of my support systems are not there. And to like realize that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take up space. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you and like your vulnerability from the moment that I met you to like now, I mean, you were vulnerable enough to like start a podcast, but I feel like that you every day, like I see you every single day, like pushing that vulnerability and I, it's so inspiring and I'm so proud of you and I hope you're proud of yourself. So to wrap up this lovely chit chat with Janelle, we are now going to add every single time we have a guest, we're going to ask a lovely question, even, and some advice slash advice, even though Janelle has given amazing advice and quotes and words this podcast literally <laughs> words. words better words than I did um, but this is a shout to my dad a little bit because he's like you should start to have a question after every single one and I was like okay yeah I like the idea so the question is going to be you get to be like the first one to actually like answer to answer it so Ooh. Ooh, yeah no pressure but if you could give any advice any tips any just any thoughts that you have on some for somebody that might be beginning their recovery journey what would you say I think I would say to submit to the process and trust your team because I think that was the hardest part for me especially when I first started I had a very hard time like even believing that I had an eating disorder and being okay and aware of that and so just being able to have trust in your team that they know what is best for you and to understand that like if someone is telling you that you're struggling the answer is you're probably struggling you're not doing it for attention like (laughs) (laughs) yes no one no one's gonna sit there and be like "Ooh, eating disorder attention seeker like (laughs) they're being a cry baby like no (laughs) yeah so I think I would just say submit to the process and trust your team in all aspects that they know what they're doing as far as your treatment goes and they know what, like, you wouldn't be thinking you had a problem unless you probably did. So just kind of like submitting to that process and trusting, trusting the people who are there. That's some good advice right there. That's some true advice. And let me tell you, I I submitted a little bit too late to the, not, there's no timeline, but I submitted later than I should have submitted. So yes. Oh, me too, me too. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. Well, Janelle, thank you for being on the podcast. I am so happy that we got to have you on this and people can now like put a voice behind the lovely person who is running our Instagram page. Oh, thanks for having me on. It was so good. Of course, of course. What are you going to do tonight to take care of yourself? I, okay. So my little sisters graduate from elementary school today and they have- I know, I know. And they have like this cute little ceremony that I'm going to and then they have a little dinner afterwards. So I'm just going to go and do my best to live in that present moment. I'm so excited. I love that. That's adorable. That's literally adorable. I'm obsessed with that. I am going to, the way I'm going to take care of myself this week is I leave on family vacation tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going up with like my dad's side of family. We're going up to a little like we have done this in the past, I think three years now where we like kind of just rent like a house and we spend a couple of days like up 
in northern Wisconsin somewhere. And Kyle's coming with me, so I'm very excited. Oh. So I'm going to take care of myself is I'm just going to try to be as present as possible to live in my full moments of that vacation. We're going to go see lighthouses. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love lighthouses. So we're going to go see lighthouses. lighthouses. Yes. So I'm very excited for that. So just try to be present and practice some gratitude for how far I've come and where I'm at right now and try not to be too harsh on myself if I'm having a harder time during some meals. But yeah. All righty. So that's the end of the episode. Thank you all for listening. Again, make sure to follow our lovely, lovely Instagram run by the beautiful Janelle. And I hope that you're having a great week. We're so proud of you. You are strong. You are powerful. You are capable. And... Thank you for listening. We'll sing it next week. And yeah, bye. <laughs> Eat the fucking food. Eat the fucking food. Uh, obsessed.